welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Guys, Oracle's firing on all cylinders. They just announced a new service that is very, very revolutionary. Let's jump into it and discuss this. So let's read the title and then discuss this thing. This is this thing is big, guys. It didn't get much news, but this thing is big. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Oracle announces an integrated high-performance jargon words analytics engine for MySQL database service. This read this. OCI, which is Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, customers can now run sophisticated analytics directly, 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 another time, directly against their operational MySQL databases, eliminating the need for complex and expensive data integration with a separate analytics database. Guys, they just released this new database engine on top of MySQL. And before before you get too excited, no, it's not open source, unfortunately. Okay, so this special database engine, which we know, MySQL, MySQL and its forks like MariaDB, you can swizzle the database engine below it, such as NODB, you can put Miasm, you can put some other stuff, right? They created another one that works alongside NODB that allow you to do analytics. You might say, why would I care? Of course I can do analytics on my database for saying, no, no, really, you can't do analytics efficiently on your, I need, I need to be on full face to do this. No, you cannot do analytics queries and aggregate queries and fancy queries on top of your operational transactional database efficiently. We know that. Most of the time, your primary database that you write and transact into and you have transactions and you have long-run transactions that inserts and change it all the time, this is a raw store most of the time. So because it is efficient to write to a raw store. And I talked about raw store and column store check out right here so for the longest time to do queries we had to suffer on when we running on on the operational database because it's slow right plus all this transaction and the isolation level uh, make making our queries you know it makes our queries slow in general because uh, the the just the fact of having serializable or or uh, snapshot isolation 
means our queries need to be aware oh is this a new this is the latest row or i need to read a previous row it, it needs to have some hints to know if this row is the, really the latest or not and as a result it does a little bit more sneaky stuff in order to find that information and that's that's the one property of the acid atomicity consistency isolation and durability which i talked about right here so this is this is a very well-known thing so isolation is great for transactions but slow things down plus row store in general are not great for queries especially aggregate for like i don't know you want to sum and you want to analyze and you want to query uh, you want to uh, do a sales report yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get your result but they might take hours to run literally hours if you if you if you have a complex operations so what what did we used to do for the longest time since we know that row oriented databases are are not suitable for analytical queries so which is called online analytical processing or lap right we usually created something called the data warehouse, a special database that is suitable for querying and long-running analytical processing. We don't edit this stuff. We just read from it. And we perform usually aggregate functions and sums and, and stuff that works on the entire data sets, right? Which is perfect for column-oriented store. Because column-oriented store, you store the column and all its values in, in a consequent manner so that if you, when you read, you get more values off of you read uh, compared to row right and we talked i talked about all of that stuff right so in this case you have to maintain two databases to get performance right so you have your operational row store and you have your column oriented store or your call some people call it the data lake some people call it, uh, data warehouse whatever this is the database that, that always get changed and this is the database that you read from and you run your reports on right and then you can put fancy indexes here that you don't really need to put indexes on your primary because you don't really perform these kind of queries on your primary database because creating those indexes on, or indices if you're from the uk on the primary database is extremely performance penalty it add a big performance penalty to your primary database right so what we don't need to do is add unnecessary indexes in my uh uh, uh primary database which is the transaction or the oltp one uh just so we can run our analytics we don't do that we because adding indexes slows things down because the moment i insert i have to update this and i have to maintain these indexes and so on so we decided to add our indexes on the separate database. And you might say, Hussein, how do we keep this database in sync? Meet ETL, uh, extract, transform, load. So let's extract all this data from here on, on a batch form and, and put it all the, on the data warehouse. Hadoop was born to help with this, right? To streamline this process. So it's called batch processing. Let's just, blech, let's just push content from uh, the data from here to the beautiful OLAP database so I can query it and I can put as many indexes as I want on this one so my queries can be fast without 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 uh, affecting my primary database so this is this is what we used to do and, and this is absolutely worked great until some high level people said why are the queries or reports are slow to 
to be produced. And we started to explain, by the way, there is row column and column store. And they said, shah, 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 shah. what the hell are you talking about? What is column store? I don't care. Give me that report right now. I need that report. I need that beautiful report. It's going to be there. It's going to be a beautiful report. I want it right here, right now. So we wanted a report. All right. Very beautiful reports. So I, that, I don't care about any, any of what the, whatever the stuff you're talking about, right? So we had to give them something. They don't care about batch. They don't take about nightly process. They don't care about any of that stuff, right? So what do we do? What do we do? Meet Kafka. Kafka came in and says, guys, you're doing this wrong. We, we can't possibly wait nightly to 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 shift data to the other stuff right so we went all in with with this approach which is a two databases right and then and so kafka came in and said wait a second i can create events for you so that every time someone inserts row into the primary database you can create a topic and then we can create an event right to the topic and then there is another process immediately listening to that topic for a change and then fix up the change and then write it to the OLAP OLAP database very simple stuff and then all of a sudden we have real time and then Kafka blew up that's one use case of Kafka. But, but, but we, we try to make this faster. We try to make this faster. Right? But this, still there is some latency, right? Because, yes, yeah, not really real time, isn't it? But it's pretty close if you think about it. Now, after all of this stuff, Oracle came in and says, you know what? We're going to blow this out of proportion. We're going to destroy this. <laughs> They came in and said, how about you make your primary database your analytical database as well? Mind blown. How? They did this. They built a new uh, database engine. And uh, this database engine is called Rapid. I'm going to talk about it and we're going to discuss the architecture a little bit here. So, let's read a little bit. Let's read it up. Oracle today announced the availability of the Oracle MySQL database service with integrated MySQL analytics engine. This is December 3rd, 2020. Fresh out of the oven news. Optimized and exclusively... Oh my God, this is just giving us the middle finger, huh? Just like exclusively available on Oracle Cloud Infrastructure. Nope. You think it's going to be open source? Nope. <laughs> nope. This is the only MySQL service that... Oh, my God. They, man, they, okay. Oh, my God. They're being snobbed. Okay, this is the only MySQL service that provides customers with a single unified platform for analyt online transactional processing and online analytical processing. I think it's called HTOP. 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 Is, is that what it's called? HTOP. So it's called HTOP. That's the new thing. Right, which is a hybrid transactional analytical processing. So you can do both essentially. All right. So this is what it is. It's, just, it's an edge tab essentially to, to run modern application faster and more securely. The MySQL analytic engine developed for MySQL database service by Oracle MySQL engineering team in collaboration with Oracle Labs is a new in memory analytics accelerator that scales thousands of cores, supports real time analytics. And, and it's, it's just 
by installing this, you don't have to change your application. That's, that's their selling point because why do you need ATL? You don't have to do any ATL anymore because you just hit the same queries, just point your database instead of your old, I mean, just, just if, you're, if you decided today to hit your primary database, right, with, with analytical queries, magically that'll become faster because they will detect that you're querying an analytical query, like an aggregate or, or things that takes long time across longer rows. They will switch you to that version, right? So let's go, like, what is exactly what, what this thing is? I'm going to reference all these uh, articles and links below if, you, if you're interested, guys. So MySQL Analytics Engine is a distributed, scalable, shared nothing, in-memory, columnar, query processing engine designed for fast execution and the query. By the way, guys, this is not something new, right? In-memory, columnar, we saw all of this, like, SAP HANA did this before, right? Just pulling everything in-memory so that we're columnar and in-memory so that because we know that the data is not going to change, I mean, it's, it is going to change, but we don't expect it. When you run the query, we don't expect it to change often, right? Then we can do all of this stuff. So it's a columnar in-memory database, right? It's, it's a storage engine, let's call it, right? And here's how, the, how it works. So this is the MySQL DB system. This is AnnoDB. So you still need AnnoDB as a database storage engine, right? All of a sudden, you'll have an analytical plugin and if, you, if you're on top of uh, OCI, right? And then all of a sudden, you will have an analytical cluster to run these uh, processes, these queries, essentially in a distributed manner. How fascinating is this? This is genius. This is genius. I just love it. I just love it. So let's read through this a little bit. Uh, I, I want to read this section. Loading data into a cluster, uh, analytical cluster require preparing table on the MySQL DB and, and executing table load operation. So look at this. So to load data into an analytical cluster, you have to modify your table so that it is actually accepting this. So it accepts these uh, analytics. So let's let's see what it is. It's not free apparently, right? Preparing tables involves modifying table definition to exclude certain columns, define certain encoding and add placement keys, and specify the rapid as the secondary storage engine for table. That's that's the that's the key, the rapid one, whatever that thing is, that is it. Right? Uh, so now this this is something new I never heard about. So I know that MySQL has a, a database engine beneath it, and I talked about that a little bit in my channel. And you can now have a secondary engine? What does that do? I don't know. This is interesting. I don't believe that I saw this before. This is the first time we see this. This is a secondary engine. So you load a table uh, into an analytical cluster, requires executing an, an alter table operation with a secondary load keyword. For more information, look at this. So, all right, guys. So let's read a little bit on the loading section. So now I know a little bit more. So all the tables that you have in your primary does not automatically go to the analytics. You have to explicitly alter it so it being loaded into the analytical cluster, right? So you have to do one change to your table. So let's say you have a table called orders. 
here. That is, you're actively inserting and transacting with this table. But you want to move this to the analytics. Does, doesn't magically be uh, available to the analytical, analytical cluster, right? And then that makes sense because you don't want everything to be in the analytic and cluster. You want to have control what goes to the analytic and cluster. So by doing alter table secondary load, that will immediately uh, switch and start loading that table into the uh, as as a, as the rapid database engine that we talked about here, and will essentially activate the analytics engine so that queries on the order that has a nature of uh, being analytical so that aggregates and stuff like that will automatically go to that cluster cluster and then uh, execute against the cluster that we saw these these things essentially right and you can see basically it how long it's taking and all that stuff and the progress which is pretty neat here's another very important statement after the tables are loaded once you do this load initial loading changes to the table data on the SQL MySQL DB system node are automatically propagated to the analytical cluster. That is interesting. So this thing is a beast, guys, and we can take hours and hours discussing it. So I'm trying just to summarize what I learned here. And uh, here's another interesting thing that I'm not sure is exclusive or not. And I think this is going to cause some problem. The secondary load close has these properties. So the secondary load is a property in the table itself. And once you do that, the table is essentially will be uh, streamed, let's say, is that the right word? To the analytical cluster as you insert data into it. Now you might say, does that affect my insert rights? I have no idea. Does that, will that slow down, slow down your rights? I really doubt it. I hope they didn't do they didn't do this synchronously. And I think Oracle, obviously, the team are is very very smart. They're not gonna do this synchronously. Otherwise, this the whole thing is dead on arrival. DOA, right? So, uh, I believe there will be asynchronous processes on the back end that takes the content as as uh, as it's being inserted or changed or these wall changes, and then streamed back to the analytical in that nice format that can be queried, essentially. But here's the thing. It only supports read committed isolation level. And we know from experience that this isolation level might not work for long-running queries, essentially. This is very interesting because... Uh, and I mean, I talked about that in my asset video, essentially. It's like, well, let's say I'm, I'm executing a report, right? I'm, I'm, I, I want to do all the sales. When I query, I say, okay, this is all the orders. And then uh, I'm going to do the orders and then I'm going to make a list. And then I'm going to do a sum of all the order. I didn't do it in, for the, in the same query for some reason or another, right? So I did all the orders and I have X amount of orders. But while I'm executing the second query to get the sum of the monetary value of those orders, someone inserted a new order, right? And committed it. So that means the second query will pick up this new change because it is committed technically, right? While I am in the same transaction, the second query will pick up that change. And this will lead immediately to an inconsistent view. So is that, is that the only isolation level supported in uh, secondary load with the MySQL database uh, analytics engine? 
I will be worried. That's it for me today. What do you think about the news? Is it is it is it just me that is it, I'm excited about this? Because I, I never seen something like that. And uh, let me know if you actually saw a similar system. Because I know Citus did, uh, did this with Postgres, but they didn't do it in one service. This it's always an ATL job, right? It's always like there's a Postgres extension uh, for uh, uh, from Citus to make Postgres into a columnar database. We know this, right? But you still have to do the ETL thing. You still have to do, if you want to do real-time, you have to use Kafka, right? We still need to do all these tools because they didn't open source because they see the value of this, I believe. And I think if customers think, again, because I'm not sponsored by Oracle or any any of these companies, none, right? I'll let you know if I... If I have any spot, but none, none. So far, I didn't. I don't accept any sponsorship. And I'm talking just from my opinion. This whole thing is my opinion, and obviously, uh, take it, take it or leave it. It's just my personal opinion on these things, right? So yes, I just did it with Postgres. They did, they did a great job, right? But I don't, I didn't personally see something as a one solution to do this, other than the Kafka one, right? Let me know in the comment section below if I missed something. Uh, if there's a service that I should know about, an open source service that I should know about, let me know if there's an HTAP service that I'm not aware of that uh, just kind of have both into one system, right? And uh, I'd love to know. What do you guys think about this service? Let me know in the comment section below. I'm going to see you in the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.